Hello, everybody. I want to start off today blessing, blessing you, blessing you and, and whatever's going on in your life because I want Jesus to help you with whatever your challenges and whatever's going on. So I bless you now in the name of Jesus. First of all, that you would know Jesus more wonderfully, even today. I bless you that you would be healed if you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit. I bless you to receive guidance from God. I, I bless you to receive help from God. I bless you to flourish and prevail in whatever challenges you're facing right now in your life. And I bless you to feel peace and joy and hope and, and love. I, I bless you to be happy in these days, whatever's going on in your life. Bless you with that in Jesus' name. May it be. Amen. All right. It's uh, Celebration Sunday. It's, it's Feast Sunday. I, I hope you're ready to, to celebrate. Uh, three times a year, God commands His people in the Old Testament to gather and celebrate before the Lord. And so today I want to talk about God's celebration calendar and, and how that impacts us and, and why it is we would stop and celebrate on this particular day. Specifically why we'd celebrate the great salvation we have in Jesus. Back in the days of Moses, which when we're, if you're here on, the, on normal Sundays, we're going through a series on Moses. When he is at Mount Sinai, God speci gives specific days to Moses at Mount Sinai. And he says, these three seasons... I want everybody to stop what they're doing and come and celebrate. Three times a year. Uh, we got, and, and in those three celebrations, there's actually seven specific days that have different purposes and meanings. And we see Moses write about this in, in Exodus 23, Leviticus 23, Deuteronomy 16, maybe Deuteronomy 10 or 24 or 48. Hike, I don't know. So, somewhere, like, there, he writes about it several times there. Um, but three times a year, stop everything and celebrate. And then what we discover is that each of these celebration seasons, each of these even specific days that God chose in the, and picked out in the days of Moses, we discover that these God-picked days are connected to Jesus. And then we discover that the most important, the most significant aspects of our salvation and our forgiveness and what Jesus has done for us, that, that those seven days, those three seasons are, are, are at the heart of the joy of our salvation and worth, worth celebration. And how Jesus fulfills things on those seven days. Jesus um, does things on those days worthy of great celebration. So, you know, people are asking, Brian, why would we celebrate these Old Testament celebrations? And I'm like, because they're about Jesus while we're celebrating. And because they're, they're right on point on the greatest bits of our salvation. Well worth stopping and, and celebrating. So uh, I want to talk about these three uh, feasts, specifically why we're celebrating today, but just kind of as a making sure we're all on the same page here. This is currently the third celebration season, but the first one, the first celebration season is about our forgiveness, number one. So the first celebration season is a celebration of forgiveness. Most people in our day call it Easter. That, that's the time, uh, but, but Easter Sunday was actually picked by God before Jesus rose from the dead. It was picked by God on the days of Moses, the exact, that exact day. And actually that season of forgiveness, that celebration of forgiveness, uh, goes back, it, it has three parts to it. There's three actual days connected to that. Um, these are the ones we're most familiar with. Passover, unleavened bread, and then first fruits. 
And we, we realize, yes, we're celebrating the exodus from, from Egypt, the freedom from slavery uh, in the days of Moses. But on those exact same days, Jesus provides our extraordinary salvation. And, and we find out on the, the, on the day of Passover, Jesus, the Passover lamb, was slain, crucified on a cross. On the day of unleavened bread, there is, there is Jesus stealing the keys of death out of Sheol uh, and, 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 and paying that price, being in the grave. And then on the days of first fruits, the day of Jesus rise, uh, rises from the dead, conquering sin and death, the first fruits of all who will believe in Jesus and be saved. It's not just that Jesus does these things, but he does them on the exact days that God set out to Moses saying, I want celebration on this day and this day and this day. We, 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 we discover actually that was about our salvation. That's about Jesus. That's about, well, we're celebrating, and we do, right? Churches all over the world celebrate uh, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead on those days God set aside all those centuries ago. That's the first one, the celebration of forgiveness. The second celebration season is a celebration of becoming the family of God. Now, I, I'm, I, there's so much more. Uh, we, we call it Pentecost. But it's when the Holy Spirit gets poured out on everyone who believes in Jesus. And when that happens, it's, it's the most game-changing aspect of our salvation. We get the cross, all that Jesus did, applied to us. We, we get that forgiveness put to us. The Holy Spirit becomes the seal and the guarantee of our salvation. We become new creation beings. No longer just people, but people filled with God's very Spirit uh, to lead and to guide, to empower us, to... to the, 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 all of this New Testament age, this new creation age, it's extraordinary that God's people have the Holy Spirit as part of being adopted into God's family. It's the mark of being part of the family of God. I really feel like I'm underselling Pentecost. It's an extraordinary deal. But, but that, that second celebration is about that. See, it, it, what Jesus did on the cross is amazing, but we needed it applied to us. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. And the Holy Spirit helps us to believe, helps us to respond, seals us to that, that day in salvation. It's a big deal. Okay, so that's the second celebration season. Uh, I, got this, I got this picture uh, to kind of talk about how, like, how, these, how these different feasts flow. So you've got these spring feasts. You know, Pentecost is 50 days after Easter. So it's kind of in the spring. And that's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And then the, the Holy Spirit. The, kind of making this G Jesus family sort of a thing. And then according to the feast cycle, there's, it's, there's a big summer. Now, the people who are uh, right and think about this, you know, they call this the church age, where there's a sense of, you know, we are, we are now going out with the, with the gospel, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're going out telling people the good news of great joy for all people, that Jesus was born and yet he was raised from the dead, and, and everyone who believes in him will be saved. Right? That, that's, that's, our, that's our current standing mission and joyful news that we get to, we get to proclaim and, and, and let people know. And we get to tell people that if they believe in Jesus, not only will their sins be forgiven, but they get eternity with God. Uh, heaven was made for God's family. You can be a part of God's family and get to be a part of God's eternity. So we get to proclaim that. Now, and then there's these fall feasts. Fall feasts there. And this, this, the third celebration season, another three-feast moment there. But the, this is the celebration of forever. The, if, if, the first one is forgiveness. Second one is family. This one's forever. Now, I, I, I did work a little bit on overplaying the, the, 
the alliteration there. Um, honestly, I tend to call this the Feast of Eternity. Eternity, eternity. Like that, that, that's what I like to, to call this, this one. But the, the celebration of forever and forever with Jesus. Now, this is, again, a three-part thing. And it's, and it's about our expectation of what is going to happen, that Jesus is going to return. When does he return? The Bible says at the last trumpet, at the final trumpet. The, the first of the autumn feasts, the, the fall feast there, is, is the tr feast of trumpets. And, and on that day, the f five trumpet blasts would go throughout the day. And it's calling people to gather together in God's presence because judgment day is at hand. So there, there's a, there's the, the, the trumpets blow and, and the people are to gather uh, there in God's presence for judgment day, which is, which is coming up. Oh, in the Bible again, at the last trumpet, the dead in Christ will rise. Uh, at, the, at, the, at the trumpet blast, uh, Jesus is, is returning. You know, that, that, that's sort of the expectation uh, going into the autumn that we're, we're anticipating. Then we get to judgment day, the day of atonement. The day of atonement. Now, as a church, you, we experience it. We, we fast. That's the one day a year God's people in the Old Testament were, were, uh, were told to fast, commanded to fast. Just one day. You might think of those Old Testament people as fasting all the time, and maybe they did. Um, but they were only commanded to do it once, and that was on the, the, the sacred day, the day of atonement. This was judgment day for their nation. It was the, the day and the only day that the, whole, the, the, the priest, the high priest, could go past the curtain and into the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant was. Only one day. And he came in with blood. And he would sprinkle that blood on the mercy seat on the Ark of the Covenant. And, and, and the, the question was going to be, would God forgive them for their sins from this last year? Or would he discipline them? Now, again, the, the high priest would have a rope tied, tied around his ankle in case God struck them dead. And there's bells, you know, just to, and, and they could drag him out if, if needed to be. But, but this was judgment day for the nation. Would God accept blood, the blood, on behalf of their sins for, for the year or not? There's a lot that goes on in the Day of Atonement. But essentially, it's, it's judgment day for the nation. And they are holding their breath to see if God is going to provide them forgiveness and grace. It's a Day of Atonement. Uh, for us in Jesus, we are, exp we know, we know that the day is coming where everyone stands before God and has to give an account of our lives. We, 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 we read about Judgment Day, and it's just like these people, and we, we, you can imagine, I'm sure you have imagined before, just the, the, the being in, in, the, in heaven, being there with God on the throne, judgment day. And people from every person that's ever existed, they're lined up before the throne. And, and, and the books being opened. And the books are containing all the deeds that everyone has done. And I think what it will become immediately obvious when we're in that place is, is that the deeds spell doom for us. We have no hope based on our deeds and there's just that sense of it's judgment. That, that Will God forgive us or not? Well, looking at the deeds, it doesn't look good. But as we read, there is one more book. And in that book are no deeds, just names. It's called the Lamb's Book of Life. And then that book is opened. And what, what, we, what we need on that day is, and the only question will be, is my name in that book. 
standing there and, and on Judgment Day and, and, and just hearing the deeds and just feeling the, oh no, I have sinned and fallen well short of eternity with God forever. And then I look and I see the Lamb opening, Jesus opening the book. Brian, Dale, Ingraham. Ah, oh, can you imagine the relief of that moment? The, the joy of that moment, like I have no hope unless my name is in that book. How do you get your name in that book? You give your life to Jesus. And everyone who gives their lives to Jesus gets their name written in the Lamb's book of life. And then the name is, is read out. And, and the, I have tried so often to imagine this moment. And, 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 and yet the relief, like it is done. Like I am, I am forget the blood of Jesus has been accepted on my behalf. And I get to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant now come and share in your master's happiness and i get ushered into eternity with god and that's where we go to the marriage supper of the lamb which is the the feast of tabernacles is 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 remember and, and that's technically what we're celebrating right now the, the 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 relief the joy that god has accepted fully and forever jesus sacrifice on our behalf, that future day when we get to celebrate, you know, the marriage supper of the Lamb, the beginnings of eternity with God, that, that, um, that we have been forgiven, that we are with God now uh, forever. In, in the Old Testament, it's a seven or eight day uh, celebration, seven with a bonus eight day there. And they were called to remember how they lived in temporary dwellings. We get to anticipate the glorious future of, of forever with Jesus. I love celebrating our salvation. Uh, that, that's why three times a year we stop and we, we just say, okay, whatever the plan was, we're, we're cutting the plan and we're just going to celebrate the different aspects of our salvation. You can read a lot about these in the Bible. Um, Moses, again, he writes about them. Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Uh, interesting other places, if you want to read more about this specific feast, the Feast of Tabernacles, how about Zechariah chapter 14, which describes this future, even from now, of the nation celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles. Significant events in the Bible take place on the Feast of Tabernacles, like when Solomon dedicates the temple. That's the Feast of Tabernacles. When they restart the worshiping of God uh, at the temple after Babylon destroys the temple, that's done on the Feast of Tabernacles. If you were going to only celebrate one feast a year, it would be this one. This is, this is the main celebration of salvation. It's kind of like that, you know, God has forgiven us. What relief, what joy, what, what happiness for, for us as a nation. Again, this, this is, it's commanded joy, but when you get it, you just know, okay, I'm, that's why. That's why we're commanded to joy. The relief, the joy of grace, the joy of forgiveness. But I just also want to remind you that Jesus himself celebrates the Feast of Tabernacles. And he himself points it to being about himself. He, he, he stands up in, in John chapter 7 and, and he says, If anyone is thirsty, this is during the Feast of Tabernacles, he should come to me and drink. He, he makes that pronouncement there, celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles. In John chapter 8, he stands up and he's pointing again that this is all about him, this Feast of Tabernacles. And he says, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Again, Jesus celebrating these feasts, making sure that we know that this is about, about him. 
So that's why we're celebrating today. That's why we're celebrating uh, this, this great forgiveness, this great salvation of God. Three times a year we do this. Uh, and my encouragement is to you to stay and to celebrate and, and to be joyful. And that's the challenge. And it is, isn't it? The challenge is choose joy today. And I, and I know for some of you, you're like, impossible. Impossible. Brian, that is too big of an ask. Well, uh, it's God's ask. <laughs> he, he's on this day of all days, unlike any other day, he says, this day I command joy. And why does he want uh, joy? He wants us to lift our eyes off of this present darkness. He knows that, that there's evil and grief and all kinds of darkness. But what he wants us to do just for a moment one time a year, lift our eyes and, and just remember where we're going. Remember the joy of our salvation fully accomplished. Remember the, the joy of eternity that, 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 that is happening. And when you get to hear with your own ears, well done, my good and faithful servant, come and share in your master's happiness. The thing is, you will be happy. You may not be happy now, but you will be, and that's this celebration, that you will be happy, that, that there, there will be a day when you will experience that full and forever forgiveness, and that relief, you will feel happy. There, there's that day coming when, when evil is over, and when you look forward into your future, it is only awesome, and no more awful. And that's... that's there's a happiness. Oh, my future is only, only good. And Jesus has wiped away every tear from our eyes. It, this is that celebration to pick up our eyes to the future. And to, to anticipate and celebrate how good it is going to be. I, wanna, I know it's a big stretch. But I want to see if I can get us there today a little bit a little bit further so would you close your eyes with me and and i, I and i, I want to walk through this with you okay and, and i see if we can lift our hearts to be like oh it is so good to celebrate today and i i am i am feeling a, a bit more joy as i reflect on this salvation i want you to think okay judgment day and there you are with all of humanity. And, and you're, you're, you're seeing this happen. In the, the great and terrible day of the Lord. A, a day where there is a lot of fear. Because you've got the holy, holy, holy God on the throne. And you've got a very unholy humanity in front. And you're a part of that. And you see the one seated on the throne... On Judgment Day, uh, the Bible says, separating the sheep from the goats. Separating out those who believe in Jesus and those who don't believe in Jesus. And you see the books happening. And the deeds, and then, is the name in the book? Yes. Is the name in the book? No. Is the name in the book? No. Is the name in the book? No. Is the name in the book? Yes. And you're seeing what's happening. And you're watching it. And you are like, oh no. And you're approaching the throne, and then it's your turn. 
and the deeds are being read. And you're like, oh, no. And then the other book is opened. And the, Jesus looks at the book, and he reads out your name. That was the moment. That was the moment. And how do you feel when your name gets read out? The relief. The relief that God is actually applied what you've always hoped. Undeserved grace and forgiveness to you forever. And you hear the words, come share in your master's happiness. And you're ushered in to the great feast of the Lamb. The great feast beginning our eternity with God forever. The great feast of grace, of triumph, of joy. Where you get to declare, worthy is Jesus Christ, the Lamb who was slain. Because by His blood, He purchased me from every tongue and tribe, people and nation. Do you feel the relief? Do you feel the joy? That is what we're here to celebrate. Now, some of you, as we went through that, maybe you did not feel the confidence when it came to, is my name in that book? If you're like, no, I don't think my name was in that book. Well, how do you get your name in the book? First of all, you give your life to Jesus. And, and, and you say, you pray something like this, Jesus, I now dedicate the entirety of my life to you. Uh, forgive me, fill me with your spirit, and henceforth I dedicate my life to following you. I now belong to you. I, I will follow you with my life henceforth. I give my life to you. And, and as you do that, as you do that, then your name is in the book of life. Now, if you've done that, if you've given your life to Jesus, and yet you still you're hesitant, is my name in that book? Some of you might need to hear these words about believing in Jesus or faith in Jesus. Faith is believing. Hebrews 12.1. Faith is believing. And if, if you have given your life to Jesus and chosen to follow him, it's time to believe that Jesus has got you. For better or for worse. And really believe it. What a glorious day this is to celebrate. Jesus, we thank you for the joy that is set before us in eternity with you. We love you. In Jesus' name we celebrate. Amen.